0: Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio, I am your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally, and honestly, it's all because of my incredible guests, and I feel so fortunate to spend time with people who are at the top of their game, and they are passionate about helping you achieve your goals in your personal and your professional life. I don't know about you. This whole work-life balance stuff is nonsense. I work all the time. I live all the time. That's just my opinion. So my guests hold nothing back, and they're here to share the secrets of peak performance with us. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And my guest today, Ann Bennett, is the visionary behind Renegade Branding, a global force in the world of personal branding and profit building. That's important. You're either a hobby or you're a business, and we're going to talk about that. So, with an illustrious background as a best selling author, coach, and brand profit builder, her influence has reached far and wide, <clears throat> excuse me, with engagements both across the country and around the globe. Having shared the stage with, I'm losing my voice, Anne, go figure. Having Mm -hmm. shared the stage with esteemed thought leaders like Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Sandra Yancey, she's the CEO of eWomen, and the renowned author of the You're a Badass, Jen Sincero, Anne's expertise and insights are really highly sought after. Ask me, I know. I know people who know her. I'm getting ready to work with her myself and I can't wait. She is celebrated for her marketing and branding genius, particularly in empowering women entrepreneurs and a few good men to develop standout personal brands and significantly boost significantly boost their profits. And Anne has dedicated her passion and her talents to purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are engaged in transformational work her mission her stated mission is to help liberate and ignite their unique genius and authentic voice while simultaneously building a profitable brand platform and welcome back it is so good to have you here
1: thank you so much denise it's always a pleasure
0: we just spent <laughs> 20 minutes in my virtual green room and you mentioned we should have just recorded that so we did yeah, it going to be pulling out of that. You know,
1: behind the scenes is always more interesting than I'm when you hit record
0: you. i'm telling you so anyway tell tell the audience because you've been here before tell the audience a bit about you that i probably missed the importance part and then i've got questions
1: okay great well i've been you know, an artist, a creative, ever since I was a little child, really, my mother did not allow us to have coloring books, we had paper and crayons, you know, so it was always the imagination, it was always, what story are you going to tell? And uh, when I went off to to college, I got a BFA in fine art, much to my father's chagrin, who was like, what are you going to do with that? Right? How are you going to make any money? But uh, when I went off to New York uh, to pursue my painting career, I ended up um, working for all the major magazines uh, in New York. I was the first woman in the art department of popular mechanics and the only person to work at Vogue magazine with no fashion in her portfolio. Because as you know, I'm a little bit of a disruptor. I believe that there are ways to create whatever you want to create just by being yourself. Mm -hmm. Just like going in, that's really the standout. You know, people talk about how do I differentiate myself? And I'm like, it's the 1%. It's what breaks your heart and what pisses you off. And those are the things that make you unique and memorable. Oh, boy. I'm (laughs) (laughs)
0: sorry. I went Oh geez, broke my heart, pissed me <laughs> off. <out>. Oh geez,
1: <laughs> I've got. I oh, just had that conversation, right? So <laughs> we did. These are the things that we are passionate about as as human beings, as as people, as men and women. We wouldn't care if if it didn't bother us in some way, or it broke breaks your heart. It makes you just go. It shouldn't be that way. Why does it? I was always asking my dad. Why is it like that? You know, when you're five years old, why, why, why? <laughs> That's the key. It's like, why is it like that? Why does it need to be? It doesn't need to be like that. And this is, I believe, what drives entrepreneurs is we're like, yeah, I'm not going to work like that. I'm not going to go that way. I have my own idea of how it's supposed to be. And, you know, for better, for worse. <laughs> um that's, that's the driving force. So if you want to look at, well, how do I distinguish myself if I'm a real estate agent, or I'm in a field of sales, I'm in a field someplace where there's a lot of us, you know, branding has a lot of people in it. Um, You want to look at your point of view. What makes you yourself is what makes you unique.
0: It does. And Listen, I don't know about you, but I deliberately, many years ago, set out to become unemployable. <laughs> Literally. As you know, I'm a highly committed introvert. I'm not shy, and I don't have any filters, which can be a problem when you're out and about in public. But I can only be around people for about 59 and three-quarter minutes. And more than three people is just two people. For me, I'm worn out you know. at the end of 30 minutes. Doesn't mean that I don't like people. I do, but my creativity just tanks mm. if I'm around too many people talking or too many people wandering around. It really, it almost hurts me physically, which sounds strange, but that's just you know how inter- That's how we operate as introverts. Yeah.
1: It's but very, I, very distracting.
0: It is. That energy. It yeah. is, and I have to. It drains me actually, and I have to get home and go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm safe. <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever. You're in your sanctuary.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. But I decided many years ago that I can't work at a job job. I really can't. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, I've done it. You do what you have to do. I needed to pay for my student loans. I needed to you know, work during the day and go to college at night. Right. But I also knew that when that was done, I was going to build my own business because I had to. It's the only way I could be a sane partially same person.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the thing that drives all of this. I, I, I became the reluctant entrepreneur. You know, I always was working um, as a consultant in other people's offices as a freelancer. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, I got a little bit older. And the younger kids coming up were so much more tacky. And they had this other kind of knowledge that people wanted. And um, you know, I was fired by a 21 year old. (laughs) And uh okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Doing this anymore. I got like 20 years of experience. I know what I'm doing. I'm you know, I'm like I'm not doing this. And um so reluctantly I thought, well, how hard could it be? Because you know, I was ignorance on fire. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, ignorance on on fire, fire, which is how you put when you're passionate when you're a passionate person or you're, you know, you like, it's, I, I'm not going to take it anymore, you know? And um, so I started my own business. I really didn't know anything about business actually, but uh, done very, very well. So um, I always say to my clients, you don't need to know, it's a need to know basis, (laughs) just implement and get going and, and right. when you make the mistakes and you fall down or things don't work out the way you'd like them to. That's when you're learning. That's when you're growing. That's a good sign. People try to, you know, especially my, my women clients, they want to, they want everything perfect and lined up before they, they take a shot or before they go out and do something. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. You got to go out. You got to have at least enough confidence in yourself self-worth, you know, and confidence to say, okay, I'm going to try this and let the feedback be what it is. And then I'll make adjustments, correct and continue, if you will.
0: Exactly. And the feedback is actually what puts you on the right path. Mm -hmm. If you get it out there, if you wait for perfection, anybody who's listening to this perfection doesn't exist. And if you wait, somebody has already taken the idea straight out of your head, Are no new ideas. Trust me on this. They've taken it and they've run with it. And you can look at them. I've done this. Mm -hmm. You can look at them and say, "I could have done that better." They don't. You can get very upset and realize that they're making a crap ton of money, and you're sitting on your perfect idea.
1: Exactly. And I think for a lot of people, you know, I used to say, you know, a really good idea and a cup of coffee is worth a dime when, when it was a dime to get a cup of coffee, no longer, that could be, you know, more like five or $6, but it's, it's the universe from my personal philosophy is dumping these ideas all the time. And it's whoever catches it and runs with it. Those are the people that are going to be really, really successful. And I said to a good friend the other day, another entrepreneur, I said, how long, how long you been in your business? And she's like, Oh, 18 years and i was like only two more years and you'll be an overnight success
0: <laughs>
1: true <laughs> <laughs> because we think people have come out of nowhere to have these illustrious careers or to be something something you know we look at other people and make comparisons right which is the kiss of death um because you don't know where they've been or what they've done or they the stuff they've gone through to get there, but you know, you look at them and it's like they're the new kid on the block or the shiny, fancy person, and they've been doing it for a while. I guarantee you, right. it's
0: not. But I, they just weren't out right. there the way they they are now. Right, you don't they just know weren't story. visibly
1: seen that way.
0: Exactly, that's exactly right. And you know, here's the thing. I mean, I look at people, and I don't have it in me to go, oh well. I mean, I have said, well, I could have done a better job, but mostly that's me going, well, why didn't you? You know, <laughs> having the, the chat with myself, sit in the corner, Denise, we're going to have a talk. But I tend to say, oh, good for you. Look, as, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, Anne, I don't have any competitors. My competition is me and the devil on my shoulder. That's it.
1: That's pretty much the truth in my yeah. world. I think that we you know, because we've been trained, you know, I, my father was a high school principal and you can bet I was compared to every other girl in high school. Are you pretty enough, smart enough, uh, accomplished enough? Uh, It was never enough. And um, we do, we do that. We're trained, right? Oh, this one's prettier. This one's smarter. This one's more, you know, athletic than me or whatever, whatever the thing is. And that will really crush your spirit of quicker than anything. When we're little kids, we don't do that. We're just out playing. We're just like, oh, look, oh, look what I have. Oh, look what you have. You know, it's like the excitement level. I I say to my clients all the time, guys, be a five-year-old. Act like you're five years old. Oh, why do you do that? Oh, tell me more. Well, that's interesting. What else?
0: Curiosity. That's really what drives our world, curiosity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of people are curious, but in a mean-spirited way, I've noticed. And it seems to be getting worse. I but that's it's... thats a whole other conversation. Yeah,
1: I think we're frustrated, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but if you're curious and you're watching what other people are doing and going, That's a great idea. I can think I can incorporate some of that into my offerings. That's Mm -hmm. a good thing. If you're looking at other people going, well, I don't understand why they're doing and you have just shot yourself in the foot.
1: Yeah, you just don't get it. It's kind of like I, I say to say to my my clients, I say, look, you can share with each other. It's not like you have to guard your paper and your ideas. You actually can share with each other and make it even better.
0: And you should. Oh, you really do. What? It, who was it? Um, I'm sure it wasn't just Napoleon Hill or, or Zig Ziglar or even Socrates who said these things. But when you share your heart and your mind, good things happen. And I'm really pulling mm-hmm. that out of the air. But you're right. You can't you know, be bent over your desk with your, you know, don't don't cheat because I cheated on the guy from the left. You know, I'm looking over his shoulder. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what you're going to get over here. But the thing is, if you share that... People share back. It just opens up this whole concentric circle of like, oh Denise, you know, you know, you had Anne on your show. Can you introduce me? Happens all the time, and I'm happy to make those introductions. Why would I not?
1: Yeah, I think that people are, um, you know, again, our our cultural training is 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 the biggest uh, stumbling block to actually having your life the way you want it to be, the way you would like it to be, the way you would love it to be. You know, we've been trained a certain way and we interact with each other a certain way and it's all made up. I tell my clients all the time, even their branding, I'm like, I'm making this up right now. I'm just going to make this up if it lands for you and you you love it or we'll, we'll tweak it or we'll change it so it fits you. And, and they're like, well, what do you mean it's made up? And I'm like, it's all stories. We make up all these stories, like we were talking earlier about your voice, and you have a story about your voice, and I have a different story about your voice, right?
0: I know, (laughs) I know, and we started that conversation in the virtual green room, because you have um, a tool that you call the four renegade archetypes, right, turns out I'm a disruptor, shocking, just shocking, (laughs)
1: People are like, that nice lady with the beautiful voice. <laughs> right. She's a disruptor. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. I have clients that I've given that I've given that test to over a thousand, thousand people, and they're always like, uh, how did you know? How <laughs> did you how do you know me? And I'm like, because we're all, you know, it's it's it it's a simplification. Don't get me wrong, we are a combination of things. But there's one thing, the nurturer, disruptor, innovator, or geek that you actually lead with in your life. It's more of a strong suit for you. And we want to magnify that so that people see it instantly. It's no—it's like the brain, the way the mind works is it's filtering out all the time. You know, that whole, that whole story that you hear people saying, oh, I want a red Corvette and then, you know. You didn't ever see one. And as soon as you want one, you see them everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Happens it's, all the time.
1: It's the same kind of thing. It's like our mind is filtering out the things that we're not that interested in. So how do you create that curiosity? As we were saying before, curiosity, novelty, uh, difference, excitement. These are the things that we gravitate towards because we are so inundated with um, content and information I always tell my clients hey you don't need to work with me just google it google it we do something else and we work together that's more synergistic that we create together that things happen like it's it appears like magic but it's actually a methodology but I like to play with it so I make it you know really silly and kind of fun and People don't exactly know what they're doing until they're like, oh, my God, I'm a disruptor. Because from there, we have all sorts of uh, content. We have all sorts of um, messaging. But a disruptor is going to sound different than a nurturer. I know.
0: And the well-known disruptors, I had to write this down. Madonna, can't stand her, I have to be honest. Lady Gaga, don't know anything about her. Elon Musk was like, okay, I'm there. I don't like Elon Musk. Musk.
1: So here's the thing that's so perfect, Denise, about what you were saying. When you have a strong brand, people love you. They're raving fans or Or they they don't don't. like you at all. They hate you. Right. And that's that's
0: good. And, you know, honestly, you just you talked about something just now that I have known about myself. And I don't want to be disliked. I don't know that I care about being liked, but I don't want people hating me either. Mm -hmm. So I think, and we'll have to talk about this when we start (laughs) our branding, but I think that I have tried to stay behind the veil, so to speak, although there are no pictures of me. And this is how I'm a disruptor in a way. There are no pictures of me on the internet. There never will be. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've gotten by with it. People are curious about me. They think I'm something, you know, a little bit mysterious, but mm-hmm. nobody really gets upset over it. I read 1984 when I was a kid, scared the crap out of me. No mm-hmm. pictures. My privacy is very important. It right. became
1: very important to be private.
0: Very, right. But, and I you keep thinking, if I get really well known, I'm going to get nasties. People are going to do nasties and I don't like, but you know what? I don't have any options. It, they are who they are. They're not my problem.
1: I think, you know, taking a note out of celebrities, um, you know, celebrities are being attacked. It's it's I like to say to my clients, you know, if you get somebody on Facebook or social and they're saying something nasty about you, make it work for you. Blow it up. Give us some bad press and good press is press, baby. People are watching. They are listening. They are looking, especially in New York. You know, I learned that in New York um doesn't matter if it's someone saying something good or something bad about you you can turn it into something that benefits you and it's hard for us as women particularly because you know we've been raised to not really rock the boat you know right. we've been raised to kind of go along with it and be a nice girl and i used to wear the white gloves to sunday school i totally get it and the little string of pearls but um that's not really me, first of all, <laughs> not that it's a bad thing, but when you start to have a point of view, when you really have a strong brand, I mean, people, I'm sure there's people that do not like Elon Musk. In fact, you know, he got a lot of flack when he took over uh, Twitter and the stuff that he's doing to revamp the business. People are like, you're ruining everything. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh
0: and now it's rebranded as X and people are losing their minds. I look I went into Twitter this morning just to watch and go hmm, what's it it was yesterday. Uh-huh. Why are you so hysterical over this? Why don't you wait and see?
1: Because we as human beings, you know, we want security and when things change, when things adjust, I think that's the the the, the, the entrepreneurs are a little more risk Takers, you know, they're a little more. They get out on the edge, but most of us, as a as a group, you know, we're within a culture, within a group, we're within, you know, our our belief systems. We're within all these things to feel safe. And um when things change, especially the things, I mean, how do you like going into Trader Joe's and they changed everything in the market? Where you, you, I could run in and grab something five minutes and get out. They've moved stuff. So I have to go through and look at everything to find where my protein bars are. That makes me nuts. (laughs) But they do that to change how you are approaching something or what you think you know. And none of us like it very much. Like Facebook is constantly changing. All of social is constantly changing. And the only thing that will never change, Denise, is our desire as human beings to connect with each other. Right. We want to be with each other. It's in the DNA.
0: It really is. And honestly, when I tell you I'm an introvert, I'm not kidding. Like I was telling you earlier, when I go out to the grocery store, or wherever I go, and I'm, I'm very white. I have a peaches and cream complexion or Curdled milk just depends on what time of the year it is. I'm I'm white, <laughs> so when I head out, I have to put a hat on, some kind of hat. That's just all there is to it. And I'll put my baseball cap on, my big giant Ray Bans, and my resting bitch face. People still want to talk to me. I don't know why. Curious, I think. curious, curious. Look at <laughs> is, this woman. Or I have a really great aura. Who knows
1: yeah, that but, too? I know animals run up, come up to me. The dogs that. Oh, yeah by my front door all the time i have to stop and say hello and things yeah like that.
0: animals love me and i love them back but the the thing is, and i think i just lost my train of thought. but we do get in a in a comfort zone and mm-hmm. we don't like it we we just but the truth is you cannot have the same day day in day out day in day out you why would you bother to be around why would you yeah. even want to live with that
1: Well, part of how we're wired as human beings is we love novelty. Yeah. Just enough, just enough for some of us not changing all the time, but we love to, you know, um, at at the same time, we love consistency. It's like really odd. We're like an odd duck, I think, as as humans, you know, we we want to go to the the gym at the same time. And we want to do, you know, the laundry a certain way. And we want to do travel to the market. I'm like a little ant, you know, I'm following the little thing that I always do. And then um, at the same time, at some point, we become like, oh, I want to do something different. I need a vacation. I need to change up the scenery. I need to go to a film or the theater and think think differently about my evening than plunking down and, and watching Netflix or whatever y'all do read a book. Um, And that's just the way we are. That's when you start to understand what fascinates human beings, then you start to see that we're all fascinated by each other because we're all different.
0: We are. And I know what, where I lost my train of thought there, but you, even as a, as an introvert, I need to connect with people. That's why this podcast exists. And it's 15 years old now. It's in the top 2% globally. And it's because I had this strong need to talk with people like you, people from all over the world, people who literally become my mentors.
1: So I'm not alone.
0: I'm not lonely, but I've got all of y'all.
1: Yeah, you found a way. You know, I like to say to my clients, listen, guys, you don't have to do every marketing technique out there. Everyone's, you know, firing off all these things they've got to do. Find the one thing that really suits your personality style and and drill down. Just like what you did, Denise, you know, you're like, I don't want to be seen. You know, very rarely do I get on a podcast with someone and they're not videotaping you because they've been told that's how you do it. Right. And you, of course, as a disruptor, like, yeah, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it my way. And that's become your signature. Your signature well, is that people don't know what you look like.
0: Good point. And, you know, I did it in the very, it was 15 years now. That's, and nobody was around, kind of like with you. Mm-hmm. When you decided to go do what you needed to do, there was nobody to teach you. You had to teach yourself. Yeah. So there was nobody to tell me, oh, you should do this, or you should do that. I just did what was logical to me, and what made sense to me. And it's worked beautifully all these years. And I would not stop it. I mean, I broadcast now three times a week, wow. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And those are the days where I hop out of bed. I'm always up at five. But <laughs> you know, once I'm ready to hit the office, I'm like, okay, let's go. Because I get to talk with Ann Bennett. I get to talk with you know, so many different people. I had a guest not too long ago, called in from Switzerland. Mm. I mean, these are my days. I'm telling
1: you. It's exciting, you know, and I think um, it's such a great point that, you know, you're doing what you do best because you're following who you actually are. Good point. And what happens in this overindulgent, what I consider over uh, information. And we're all trying to give me, give me the format. Give me, give me the, what's the, what's the strategy? How did, how did that person become a millionaire? And I'm over here. What did they do? I just want to do what they did. That can work, but it never works as well as if you do what you do.
0: That's exactly right. And so many people, listen, and I said this earlier, and I meant it, there are no new ideas. We're all operating from a constant download, whether it's coming from God, whether it's coming from spirit, whether it's coming from the ethos, it's coming from wherever you want it to be, but it's coming and you Mm -hmm. need to pay attention to it. And if you're listening, which I'm always doing, which you're always doing, Mm -hmm. we're picking up things that are clearly coming. For me, I'm in the shower. I have to take crayons, bathtub crayons in the shower with me because (laughs) the downloads start. I'm like, oh my God. And they're brilliant. And I know it's not me. It's coming from someplace else. I'm very grateful for these ideas, but they're also somebody else's ideas because we all have access to the same stuff that's out there in the ethos. And I know Mm -hmm. I'm not explaining this very well, but. You know, you have access to everything, but the most important thing, and I think you just touched on it, Anne, is we have to do it our way. We have to be us. We have to show up as who we are and how we help other people. You cannot copycat.
1: No. Imagine if I was trying to get you to be on stage in front of of thousands of people. You'd be like, good luck with that. That ain't happening, huh? That's what I mean. It's like uh, my clients, sometimes they come to me and they're like, well, you're doing this and you're doing that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's part of who I am. It's not, I'm not making it. I'm not trying to push my, I'm a, I've always been on the outside of everything and never done it the way anybody else does it because I can't, I can't, I I never could. Yeah. I, I sometimes I say to people, you know, I'm a rebel. I never follow the rules I never have and I never will. So it's easy for me to to expand people's realities or to push them over to the, closer to the edge their edge not my edge. Their edge. I have other people that push me. <laughs> you know, I have other mentors that are like, "Okay, and get bigger, get bigger, get bigger," right? And I get scared. But, you know, that's part of the unknown, it's the unknown until you do it. Exactly. You do it. And, and I've been you... trying
0: not to get bigger now after this weekend. It's like, I'm done. I'm going to grow out of control. So what I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, what are some of the, we're talking about branding. I mean, this yeah. is really what we're, we're talking about today. And I need to brand myself badly. I'm all over the map and I know this. You know, I'm a nerd in stilettos. I'm a podcast <laughs> host. Did, did I ever
1: tell you about that nerd and stilettos? Nerd and stilettos. That is freaking hysterical.
0: Well, I'll tell you. And it came because of this podcast. I meet the newest people, but I was, this was probably 10 years ago and I had a guest on and he asked me, he says, well, Denise, what is it that you do, which is something that doesn't happen often, it really is about my guests, but he was you know, really interested in what it is that I do, what mm. I bring to the world, and I was stumped, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah <laughs> I do I do all kinds of stuff I'm a web developer I you know social media marketing I heard cats <laughs> I said you know my closet looks like Nordstrom's threw up in it I guess I'm a nerd in stilettos and he said whoa 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 say that again mm-hmm. and fortunately I remembered what I had said so I said it again I'm a nerd in stilettos he said Denise when this show ends call me well I always do I always call my guests to say thank you and again that's what something that a lot of hosts don't do. I'm going to give you a tip here. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of the magic happens. So make that phone call. But I called him and he said, why have you not presented yourself or branded yourself as a nerd in stilettos?
1: Mm-hmm. I, said,
0: I don't know. Very I sticky. Thought of it. Very memorable. Well, yes. And here's what, when the, the PR guy for the Academy Awards tells you to do something. Oh, hell do. yeah. You do it, right? That was a hell, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, okay, yes, sir. I'm doing it. (laughs) So that's where that came from. You never know. You never know where these ideas are going to come from. So put yourself out there, be you, which is what you and I are talking about, Mm -hmm. and quit trying to be so perfect. You're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect.
1: That's why we love you, you know. Uh We we don't love perfect. It's not what we, we can't relate to it. And, um, you know, if you talk to anyone, I've talked to these, and you have too, Denise, you know, these millionaire, billionaire people, um, you know, they're talking, they're just Joe Blow from the neighborhood, you know what I mean? (laughs) They're, They're just somebody who has taken an idea that they were passionate about most of the time and created it into something that's of service For other people and it's not you know we think we have to be so extraordinary when we're actually really really ordinary but there's this little extraordinary pieces of ourselves that fascinate other people and those are the things that you know you want to um magnify when you're doing a brand
0: Oh, I'm so glad you said that because we don't know as a rule, and I'm going to say this like I know what I'm talking about, and you can correct me. I may cry, but you can correct me. We, we don't know what people are fascinated about us because no, it's going about our business. Me, I'm herding cats and loading the dishwasher.
1: Right. It's What's like a fish in water? About that? Right. A fish doesn't know it's in water. There you go. Just in water. I say to people, you can't see your own eyebrows. You're too close. But when someone else is, that's what's helpful to work with someone, right? Yes, yes. Because they can see things or, you know, we're in this, like when you were talking to your Academy Award um, friend and he was like, oh my God, he like pointed out something that you said. That happens with me too, a lot when I work with my clients, because you're just creating a synergy and then you just say stuff, but you need someone else to go, do you know what you just said? Exactly. That's really sticky. That's a hook. That's something that people are going to remember. And we just skip over these things because we're too busy being ourselves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we don't think we're all that fascinating. I don't think I am. I mean, I'm fairly interesting on, you know, Mondays through Tuesdays. That's about (laughs) it. (laughs) you know it's just we just don't know and you just mentioned hooks and you and I had talked some time ago what is a head whipping and I'm going to say it in, in southern head whipping because there's no g on the end of that
1: Right, head whipping
0: head whipping <clears throat> What? what is that's a hook what is that and why is it so critical to your success
1: well the thing is that we were talking about you know there's so many options there's so much stimulation right now you know what is there like something crazy like 3 billion websites and counting um, hundreds if not thousands <clears throat> excuse me marketing messages in your inbox every day what what do people pay attention to it's that thing that's novel so a, a hook is something that people remember it's usually very simple like you were saying a nerd in sti- i'm a nerd in stilettos it's a visual it's very easy to remember. It's kind of has a little bit of humor, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah, nerd in stilettos. What does that look like? Is that Marilyn Monroe or is that, you know, I don't know, Beyonce? What does that look like, right? But you're going to have a visual. And a hook is something that you create that causes curiosity and attention, what I call is surprise and delight for your clients, the people, it's like you have a signature way of speaking about yourself in sound bites, which makes it very important for any kind of media, any type of media, any type of advertising, any type of marketing wants to have a hook. Like if you look at how many emails in your email box, I have like two, three, 4,000, which are the ones I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at the ones from my clients and then I'm going to look at the ones that have a very interesting title. And that's usually a hook of some sort.
0: Do you have any examples that come to mind?
1: Yeah, like I write these all the time for my clients. So I had a client who, she was in the um, beauty industry uh, and uh, she was quite beautiful as well. And I was like, so Heidi, yeah how did you get interested in the beauty industry? And she said, well, you know what? I don't usually tell the story. And that's usually my cue to take copious notes. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's a story. Um, she was in a really terrible car accident and she, her nose blew off. Like her nose was cut off of her face. Oh. And so she had to do all this plastic surgery and I'm, I'm looking at a be- someone very beautiful who's telling me they lost their nose, right? You can't tell at all. She just great, looks great. And um, I was like, wow, that's quite a story. Do you ever tell that? And she goes, no, I really don't. I don't really share that. And we all have stories we never share, right? Like your market, you're telling the story of going to the market, things like that. You know, these are the things that fascinate us as as people. We are very interested in hearing about other people's experiences and their stories and laughing at ourselves and things like that. But I said to her, So you're in the you're in the beauty industry. So we could say things that everybody always says, you know, you're beautiful, gorgeous, or hello, gorgeous, or and I'm like, let's ride a hook, because we see this all the time. We see this in fashion magazines and and in the beauty industry, they're all saying the same thing. I'm like, so a hook would sound like this. Nobody wants to be stared at unless they're stunning. Ah. That's a, that's a hook because it's said differently and it's what we all want. It's like when people ask me all the time, what do what should I say about the health industry or whatever there? Most of the time I just say women. For women, we want to be rich, happy, and hot. <laughs> Bar none, I don't care who you are, how you look, and what, how much you weigh, it doesn't matter. It's all about being rich, happy, and hot. And I mean, you look at Lizzo, you know, let's look at Lizzo, big um, girls, you know. Yeah. She made that whole thing. She was herself.
0: She also looks like she's a heart attack waiting.
1: Yeah. Yeah so i mean it's a positive and a negative it's like you love her you hate her it's all perfect the 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 perfect place to look because it's so easy right is we is a look at people that are big in the public eye mostly i would say rock stars are pretty easy to look at um celebrities because you see them everywhere and and how did us magazine become so famous they posted pictures of celebrities going to the market. Oh, look, they're just like us. <laughs> Crack me up. No, they're not just like me, but that's okay. <laughs> and that was I all can, closed, So I can go to dinner and no one bothers me. It's right, awesome. Right. I could be under the radar. You know, I love that too. But I think it's, we, we're just like fascinated with each other. Which is basically, we're fascinated with ourselves, but we don't want to say that because then it sounds like you're a narcissist. It's not narcissistic. It's that you actually are the center of your universe and what you do is really amazing. But people don't want to own it. My whole goal for my clients is to own, honor, and unleash who you actually are.
0: You know, I, I, and I'll say this out loud on the radio, I am fascinated with myself. I like me. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think I'm funny. I think I'm largely intelligent some days. And (laughs) other days I think, what the hell were you just thinking? What? (laughs) What?" But I am endlessly fascinated with my own thought processes. Yeah. Why shouldn't we all be like that?
1: Yeah. Because we've been told it's about other people. It's about them. It's about your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner, your kids, your dog. They're fascinating and they're important, and you're not. Well, what I if we w- all are? We all right. are.
0: we all are. That's exactly right. So why would any of us? And I'm not saying go full narcissist. There, we've got them out there. But why not step up and say, "I am really a great." fascinating fun interesting lovely person and i'm not going to hide that anymore i don't need to i shouldn't hide it
1: because that's what attracts us to you when we can see that we see it in ourselves that's what makes us Ah. attracted it's like i i tell my clients you know i have this really funny quiz i give people about um unleashing your rebel voice. And one of the questions in it, it's a simple questions, but the the poignant part of the exercises and why. So like, I'll say, who's your favorite cartoon character and why? And people always have something in mind. And uh, it tells you a lot about yourself because you're only attracted, like attracts like, we've all heard that. And you're only attracted to people that you can see that you're like. Hmm. And that works good but, and bad. It's like when I yeah. see mad people, <laughs> when I see mad and frustrated people, I'm like, oh, I can be like that.
0: <laughs> As I'm walking away backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right from our conversation. I was laughing. <laughs> you know, yeah. We all have these incredible emotions that, that come with our bodies, right? It's part of our body. Um, make up, so have emotions, and it's what you do with them, and what you make them mean, that is where you are able to um, modify and enjoy and be fascinated. Oh, why am I so angry? You know, what is that about? Because I can get, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm the rule breaker, and I'm Irish, <laughs> English, Irish you know, I got a temper. So, but what is that connected to? Why, what breaks my heart or what's pissing me off? What is that? And why am I having that emotion becomes where I become more powerful. So I'm not, um, I'm not at the mercy of my chemistry. Although I do have to breathe because, you know, I can ramp up to 60 really fast. So I have to give myself
0: I'm gonna con
1: in a heart. <laughs> I have to give myself a few minutes to come back down to a because you cannot you cannot be creative with too much cortisol. You can't have too much fear, you can't have too much anger, you can't have you can have little bits, you can have things in that and that can drive you, but the creativity, the love, the expansion that we're all after doesn't live there. It doesn't live in those zones of um, anger and frustration and doubt and fear. I live. agree.
0: It doesn't. You have to walk away from that. Get away from Climb a tree if you have to. Go outside. Walk the dog. Go for in. a walk. Go outside. Kick the tires. I've been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't bite the cat's tail. That's not a good idea. Yeah, but walk off from it. Just examine it a little bit and just go,
1: hmm,
0: okay, well that happened. And, you know, I'm not real happy with the way I responded. And I really hate the way the other person was responding or attacking or whatever was going on. Give it as long as you need to give it five minutes, 30 minutes, and then shelve it, put it away. Because you're right, your creativity is gone. You need to go do something else.
1: Do you want to be in love? Or do you want to be angry?
0: Yeah, I don't you want to you be choose. Angry, you got you to choose.
1: And for creative people, we're like, "Hey, I don't have a lot of time to spend in frustration, anger, and um, judgment. I got to go. I got things to do."
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. And what? And we're about to run out of time too. We've only got about five more minutes. Um, You, let's see. You've got a personal slogan and a guiding principle, which I really wanted to share with the audience. And it's liberate your rebel spirit and rake in the revenue. And you tell me that with this motto, driving your work, you're continuing to revolutionize the world of branding and inspire countless entrepreneurs to, this is important, to unleash their full potential and achieve unparalleled success. Before I let you go, mm. tell people about that and where they can find you.
1: Uh, well, you can always come to my website, and Bennett Marketing, or if you prefer, Renegade Branding, uh, to remember me by. Um, I'm on social I love people to reach out to me on Facebook and um, DM me Um, I'm open I'm an open book I run something called study hall I don't know if I shared that with you last time I don't
0: think
1: so I have a a open community where we implement on Fridays um, nine to ten thirty pacific time rain or shine you just show up bring your work work with a group of people. We do the Pomodoro technique. So it's 25 minutes of Uber focus, turn everything off, send the kids out to play, whatever. And you get so much work done. People love it. And it's just my give back to my community. I'd love to have any of you join me. Um, Again, it's like a free offering and uh, come and get your work done. Uh, So reach out to me and say, hey, I want to be in study hall and we'll hook you up.
0: I want to be in Steady Hall. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> you need come to be
0: awesome. I'd love to have you. That would be. Amazing. I will be there. Before I let you go, what are do you have anything that you want the audience to know that I didn't think to ask, or I you know got in my own way chatting?
1: You know, I think what's what's really been for me an amazing journey in entrepreneurship is um, loving all the mistakes, you know, loving all people always go, Oh, there's no failure and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, hell yeah, there is you win or you lose. Okay. (laughs) I'm not one of these people who's like, Oh, it's not failure. It's feedback. And yes, it is feedback, but you know, we're all driven as entrepreneurs. We're driven for these goals And when I can let go of that and not be about, oh, I need this many clients or this much money or whatever, and just love what I do, love my clients, my creativity goes ramps way up because I'm very relaxed in that space. You want to let go of all the goals. It's great to have them know you're driving down this road, but trust that you're going to get there. And your journey is gonna take you all over the place. And that's your journey. You can tell stories about it. You can make it your marketing. Like your story, Denise, of going to the market and trying to be undercover, but people still talk to you is really funny. It's funny. It's, no, it's, it's not It's what sad. we can relate to, you know? <laughs> so I just think, just remember you are fascinating. You're fascinating to others
0: apparently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even when you're trying to hide.
0: <laughs> I was just, I just want, I'm like you, you know, you messed with my, now I have to go find stuff. What did you, blah, blah, blah. and honestly, I just want to get in, get out. I have my list. I know what aisle it's on, and you just ruined it. People want to talk to me and I'm like, I just want to get in and out. What's wrong with you people? But actually the truth is, and you know, I need to admit to it. I actually have a lot of fun in the grocery store or Walmart or wherever it is that I'm at because people do want to talk to me and I get to talking with them and I come home a bit energized, not drained because I didn't have to sit there for hours and listen and and just go, stop talking. But it yeah I do enjoy it but I'm always puzzled why people will say hey how are you uh, me <laughs> I was at the putting gas in my car the other day I had my back turned to the other guy on the other side of the the thing and I hear this voice saying because I only I just topped up what was in there just maybe three or four dollars and and he said you didn't need gas and I said no I need a new um what do you call it? My my gauge is not working properly. So I just wanted to, oh, okay. That 20 minutes later, I'm like, I got to go. I'm, I've got my back turned, my hat's on, you know, my resting bitch face is on and this guy wants to have a conversation. So, and it was, it was interesting, but I'm always startled by things like that. It's like, what is so fascinating about a woman putting $3 worth of gas? Okay, never mind. In her Range Rover, I just got it. It just landed. So that's, he's probably looking at me going, What's your story there? Mm -hmm. So he got it. But (laughs) (laughs) I need a new, have you ever dealt with one of those cars? If you don't have to fix it, don't. It's so expensive. Just put $3 in and go. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's fascinating. But I wanted to tell you something and we're, we're really out of time, but I thoroughly enjoy chatting with you. I really do. And I get so much insight from you. And I'm really looking forward to working with you. So tell people where they can find your, um, the test that I just took.
1: Oh, yeah. If you go to my website, pardon me, if you go to the website, you'll uh, scroll down. I think it's just the first scroll. There's uh, take the renegade brand archetype quiz. And that will give you, um, it's really simple. Don't overthink it. It's a simple nine questions. and. it will give you back how you what your archetype is if you're a nurturer, disruptor, innovator or a geek and then what that should sound like as a way of being if you're speaking what your programs your your messaging should sound like what your program should sound like and then of course there's an achilles heel like for any of the superheroes out there there's always a, an achilles heel it will tell you things to avoid for you And it's just fun and it gives you a lot of insight into your brand.
0: Thank you. And thank you so much. And before we wrap up today's episode, and you need to come back. We're not done with this. (laughs) (laughs) we will get you back again soon. But to our audience, if you've enjoyed today's episode and you found our insights helpful, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Your feedback really does help me improve and reach more people on their own success journeys. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and share your part and Success Radio with your friends and your colleagues. And go find Anne. Take that, that quiz. I did not know I was a disruptor. I should have, but I didn't. So that was an eye-opening thing for me this morning. So thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. And again, thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast,
0: contact Denise Griffiths at com and go to the podcast tab.